If we aren't connected to what we actually desire and what we're actually choosing, regardless of the context, it's like everything else from there is gonna be so murky because we're not clear on the most important piece. When we choose our desires and we choose what we want, it's like that choosing becomes the gateway for everything else we need to then become the version of us who has that. Hi lady, and welcome to the Amplify podcast, the space for you to amplify your zone of genius and scale your business. This is a space for real conversations, honest insights, behind the scenes of what it's actually like building a business as a mama, as well as simple, tangible strategies to get the results you desire. I'm your host, Lauren Darlington, and every single week I'll be bringing you a new episode to empower, activate, guide, and shift you into your next level of business. Around here, you can expect conversations on all things building and scaling business, doing business as a mama, using energetics to scale and grow, tapping into your zone of genius, and amplifying it all so you're building, creating, and living the aligned and expansive life you're here for. All right, lady, let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Amplify podcast. I'm so excited to be dropping in with you today. Today we're going to be talking all around mamahood and business. And even if you aren't, I mean, if you're not a mom or you don't uh, desire to be a mom, you probably didn't click on this episode. But if you did and you're not a mom, my invitation is that you listen for the pieces that resonate even outside of motherhood right? There's going to be pieces that we're going to share, that we're going to talk about that don't necessarily have to directly relate to motherhood. So firstly, full transparency, I don't actually know where this episode is going to go. (laughs) This, uh, at the time of recording, I have just relocated and moved with my baby girl and am just landing in my new home. And as I'm recording this, I'm looking out over the most beautiful view. My backyard is like a golf course of all things. So there's like trees and it's just stunning. So yeah, I have decided that, okay, today is all around business and mamahood and we plugged in the microphone and here we are. So welcome to a conversation. <laughs> I'm sitting here sipping my cacao and it's just going to be a beautiful unplanned conversation on motherhood and business while equally having some structure to hold us and some key pieces that I want to land, which is a beautiful opening because really, if I look at, and I also just wanna say, this is coming from, I'm sharing my journey, my experience, and my insights and my wisdom and the pieces that I've gained from my unique specific journey. So I think that's really important that we talk about before I bring you the episode is, this is not me, quote unquote, an expert in mothering. This is not me, quote unquote, an expert in motherhood and business. Like this is not, quote unquote, the right way. This is just my experience. This is just my exploration, and I say just, lightly too, because it is my experience and my exploration. And what I found time and time again, whether it's with clients or whether it's with my social media community, that through me sharing my navigation, my way of seeing things, my approach to motherhood in business, it's really supportive. Yeah. So I just want to be really clear that this is just my experience. And my invitation is that you take what supports you and you leave what doesn't. But what I was saying before that it is a beautiful opening is, you know, the way that I see motherhood in business is a mix of the structure that holds us and anchors us and grounds us. So that real masculine energetic 
And also the fluidity and the flow and the allowance and the surrender and the devotion and the willingness to be with every single moment as it comes and that real feminine energy. And they then get to weave and dance together and coexist and create a supportive, thriving business and mummerhood experience. Just like this podcast episode where there's some structural pieces that I would love to get across and a whole lot of fluidity. (laughs) So that's where I feel like is really beautiful to start. And, you know, just a bit of context and a bit of backstory. For those of you that don't know me, I have a baby girl. Vibe Ivy. <laughs> Her name's Ivy. She's definitely a vibe. And she is two and a half next month at the time of recording this. And I have been a solo mother, full-time solo mother since the start of the year. And I have been separated from her father for over a year now. I can't do the maths right now, but quite some time um, compared to the span of her life. <laughs> so most of her life, I have been either partly solo parenting or full-time solo parenting. And I also obviously run a business and I actually started back in business when she was quite young. So I think from memory, she was about five or six weeks old when my mum started to come over and be with her while I would go upstairs in between breastfeeding and just start being in creation. Now, this wasn't from a space of necessarily actually needing to deliver anything in business at the time. I mean, that opened quite quickly after it because of just the energy that wanted to move. But this was from a space of my personal experience. Again, just my journey, my experience was one that I knew even before being a mum, but especially after becoming a mum, that it was so important for me to have something outside of mothering. Like my journey and my experience and my relationship with mothering. And I'll be really honest, my journey with mothering and seeing myself as a mama has been big and has been healing and has been transformational, but also has been confronting and has been all of the things which I know all of us mamas can relate to, right? And part of my process and part of my journey in becoming a mother was also choosing and accepting and being okay with the way I individually mother and what being a mama means to me and what mothering looks like to me. And part of that journey was accepting that I didn't desire to be the mum who was with her children, like doing arts and crafts on the floor for like three hours or like that was the stay at home mum and didn't have anything else. Like I actually, even from a space of like my mental health would actually really quote unquote suffer in that because it's just not who I am. And my journey was one of understanding myself more as a woman first and then as a mama and also having it be okay by first being okay with it for myself that who I am as a mama, I'm going to say it, is actually enough. My journey was actually getting that who I am as a mama at my core is fundamentally more than enough. And I didn't need to be any different kind of mom in order to be quote unquote a good mom. And there's so many different narratives and there's so many different conversations around how mothering should be or how mothering in business should be, or how mothering in you know today's day and age should be, and they can actually be quite damaging. And that's why I said at the start of this episode, this is just my experience. This is just my contemplation. This is just my insights. This is not truth. This is my truth, but it's not the truth. And I feel like as moms, we get to just be aware of the different complexities and subtleties and nuances that come with our journey of mothering And that it is so unique and personal and there isn't just one way to do things. 
there was a lot of healing that I needed to do by just being with it and, and acknowledging and choosing for myself around the narratives that I saw that I made mean <laughs> I'm not a good mom because I'm in my business too much, or I'm not a good mom because I'm on my phone, or I'm not a good mom because I'm not present. And mamas, if you can relate, like I hope this just gives you an exhale and are like, oh, like I'm sorry, but who decided what makes a good mother? And my journey in mothering has been one of coming back to my core every single time and going, how do I want Ivy, my daughter, to see this time of her life in hindsight? Who do I want her to see as her mum? Because then she's not going to listen to what I tell her to do. She's going to pay attention to who I be. And she's going to feel the frequency and the undercurrent if I didn't choose myself and choose my desires and choose to follow what lit me up. And instead I chose a narrative of what I think I needed to be for her. She's going to feel that growing up. So for me, how this looked is me actually devoting to my business while simultaneously knowing that when I'm in full devotion to my business, I'm equally in full devotion to my daughter and I'm equally in full devotion to myself. Yeah, they're not separate. So when I started back in business really early on, it was from a space of knowing that it was so enriching and so fulfilling and so life-giving that that just overflowed and touched mothering. And that just overflowed and had me come alive as a woman. Like I know I'm the woman. I thought I was going to be the mom that did the like 40 day thing where like no one came around and I just rested and I didn't really do much. And I had all these ideas on how I would be. (laughs) And then that just wasn't how I was, right? My approach, even before I knew it was my approach, becoming a mom has been literally meeting every single moment with what's there and being with what is every single moment. And what that allowed for me is the fluidity and the flexibility to actually shift and change and evolve because there were moments where I chose to be with my daughter instead of creating because that felt better. That felt more alive. That felt more enriching. And then there were moments where I chose to create instead of being with my daughter because that felt more alive and that felt more enriching. And in each moment, it was like, what's here? What's present? And what do I need in this? And that looked like asking for a lot of support. So even though most of her life, And all of this year, I've been solo parenting. I'm not afraid of asking for support and I'm not afraid of creating the support that's needed. Whether that, you know, in my particular experience, I'm very blessed to have my mum. And if I didn't have her, I would create something else. Like, I just want you to get that because so often I hear it becomes a limitation of like, but I don't have the support. Well, what if you created it? The support structure for Ivy has shifted at the moment and there's less. I'm like, okay, and how can I still thrive? What do I need? What else gets to be shifted? What new support gets to come in? There is always a way to create what we desire, but we have to be willing to claim what we desire first and be with what comes up, which I actually feel is a big piece because it's like, oh, I want this thing and all of the stuff comes up with it. But what does that then mean about me? What are people going to say? And all of the meaning making starts. Who am I to do this? Can I actually have this? Am I making the right decision? And so on and so on. Looking back on my journey of business and mummerhood, at the core of it really has been this thing of what's here, what do I need, how can I thrive in this? And it's just been meeting every single moment along the way from that space with that energy. So if we look at that, right, if we look at the experience and it really starts, like if I was to look back at my journey of motherhood and business, weaving and dancing and co-creating together, and thriving in both, it really started with what do I actually desire? What am I actually choosing? 
If we aren't connected to what we actually desire and what we're actually choosing, regardless of the context, it's like everything else from there is going to be so murky because we're not clear on the most important piece. So part of it was getting so clear on first, what am I actually choosing and what do I actually desire in the context of mothering and my life moving forward, which is permanently shifted. And then being like, okay, from this space of this choice and choosing this desire, how does that then look? What is needed here? What do I choose in a moment to moment? What does my day look like? Like what structures get to come in? Knowing that it's going to be an ever evolving journey, because as we know, we know as mamas, even as we know as humans, like things are changing so quickly. And especially when we become mamas, like it's like we can set something and be like, this is the thing and hold it. And then we're met with everything else. And one of the things that's been reflected to me over my journey that I, I'm just going to claim I do really well is being with the ever evolving, shifting and changing and still actually being really devoted to the same things. This year, especially this year, hands down has been my biggest, my most challenging my most confronting and my most healing and incredible and all of the things year ever. (laughs) Like what's being navigated behind the scenes is the kind of thing that would take a lot of people out and would consume their lives. And I've been able to be with that while mothering, while being in my business and all of the pieces. And I don't believe that that's just, oh, because there's something about Lauren. No, I believe that it's been built through the moments of being willing to meet what was there and choose and expand my capacity. And we have a huge unfair advantage as mothers in business of our capacity expanding so much and so big and so wide because we actually require ourselves to have no choice when we choose what we choose. Does that land? Like when we choose our desires and we we choose what we want, it's like that choosing becomes the gateway for everything else. We need to then become the version of us who has that. The capacity I now have as a woman, like I used to think I had a big capacity in business and I did, like I have a big capacity and I'm very efficient in all the things. Since becoming a mom, I laugh at the version of me that thought she had a big capacity because I'm like, oh, you did, honey. But also like, that's cute. (laughs) Like, that's really cute. But now, holy bananas, the gateway for that was the decision and the desire. I desire to be a mama who is thriving as a woman first and foremost as a mama and as a business owner. And I choose that knowing that in choosing that, I'm choosing everything that comes with it, including the navigation of all the pieces, including all of the gifts and the lessons and the becoming and all of the things. And like I was saying before, like one thing that has been reflected that I know I'm able to really be with is the ever evolving changing. Like if I look at my daughter and I look at her experience and I look at just our life so far and our journey so far, it's like even at any, every point where there has been big life changes, right? Or there's been changes in you know her development because she's going through different milestones and different ages. There's still been this undercurrent of us both thriving, of us all thriving, my business, her and me. And if I was to dissect that and look at why is that, at the core of it is the choice and the devotion to the choice. And again, because from that space, it's like I chose that I get to thrive in business, mamahood and life from that choice, from that desire, from being so connected to how that actually gets to look. It opens everything else that is needed to create that. That just becomes the core. That means that even on the days where she's having really big feelings and I'm potentially feeling dysregulated and I may have client calls or trainings or a deadline or, you know, something's happening or my mom's not available, whatever it is. It's still meeting in that space of, and I choose to thrive in this. What does that look like? 
If you take anything from this podcast episode, I hope it's this. In every single moment, what is that desire? What is that choice? What am I devoted to? And how do I still get to thrive in this? What does that look like to thrive in this? What's needed to thrive in this? And then requiring yourself to be the woman that goes and creates that. I promise you, this builds internally is game-changing. Because in every single moment, there is so much available to us. There are so many possibilities. There are so many solutions. There's so many ways to do things, right? There's certain decisions that I've made in Ivy's life that have meant certain things aren't available. And instead of that being a block, it's like, okay, well, what is available here? How can things be created, right? When we ask the right questions, we get the right answers. So that was a very long backstory and context, but we, we covered some of the pieces I wanted to speak to. And I also want to speak to how this actually tangibly looks. How do I tangibly run a multi six figure business, have a two and a half year old, and everyone's actually thriving? <laughs> not burnt out, not depleted. I get up, I do my daily devotions. Like how, 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 how? And the whole conversation we just had is a huge piece. I often have mums when I share about my daily devotions and I share that I have all this time in the morning before Ivy gets up, reflect to me, oh, that's so great, but we have to get up at X, Y, Z time. Like, that's great for you, Lauren. And while I get that, we have to pay attention to what we close off when we do that, either consciously or unconsciously, even if it's just an energetic. When we're in the experience of, oh, that's so great for them, but I can't because of, we're shutting off any possibility of where we get to create something for ourselves. Instead of being like, oh, wow, that's really cool. How can I create something like that for myself? How can I have that happen in my life? We were in the experience of Ivy started to climb out of her cot and decided she was finished with her cot. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting because mama has a daily devotional practice. Mama loves her mornings. How's this going to go? Because if little one's up, it's kind of going to impact the sauna, for example, (laughs) And instead of being like, oh, okay, well, that's it. My daily devotions are out. It was like, how do I still get to thrive? What can I have happen? What's needed? What support can I bring in? And for me, that looked like in the moment. And again, I'm not sharing this as like the way. I'm just sharing some different things that I've done to start opening up your thinking. But I contacted a sleep trainer that I've used before, who's a beautiful, gentle sleep trainer, because I'm very clear on what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with and shared with her. And she gave me some ideas and some things on ways that I can support Ivy to know when it's time for us to come out of her room. So we brought those things in and she's in a big double bed. I swear I lose her in there because it's so big. And I still do my daily devotions and I go in and get her when I'm done. What am I committed to? What am I devoted to? What do I desire? And how do I get to thrive in this? I promise you so much opens. And again, everyone's experience, like this is why I started it with the disclaimer is going to be different. And I invite you if you've got the experience of like, but my child wouldn't do that or this, or you don't have this many kids or like, wait till you have X amount of kids. Like again, all of that, pay attention to what that's blocking you from, because all of that shuts down any way of you seeing where you get to create something that in you hearing this has potentially triggered the reason why you can't have that. Yeah, see what opens when you're willing to actually be like, hmm, how could I have that happen? What is available here? Okay, so some tangible pieces. And I was talking to one of my clients. A majority of my clients are actually mums, which I love. I I mean, to all my clients, I love you so much. (laughs) And my clients who are mums, I'm just like, I just love that I've got so many mums in my space is what I'm saying, because I'm just so here for, I feel like it's such a different 
narrative conversation that we have, and that's what's reflected to me as well, in my world versus like, you have to choose between this or that, because I'm here, I'm like, no, you get to thrive in both, right? So I was talking to one of my clients who um, is a mum this morning, and I was talking to her about at the age that her child is, I was like, you know, she's like, I'm finding it hard to get X, Y, Z done. And I'm like, yeah, because you're like attaching yourself to a schedule and your child is like, mom, I don't give a shit about your schedule, (laughs) right? So what I found and what I was sharing with her is like, yes, have a clear outline of what you get to focus on each day for your business and for yourself. And this is where the fluidity comes in, right? The structure is there in terms of like, you might have a list on your fridge of like, these are the things that get to be done today or a list on your computer or however you operate. And then it's like, however they then flow within the day is however they then flow. Because there might be some days where you're able to get them done at set times, but then another day, that's just not the case. And if you hold yourself to a standard of like, it has to be done at X time or else it doesn't get done, guess what's going to happen more often than not? You're not going to do it, right? Because it didn't fit into the perfect calendar. So as you're exploring and finding your way in business and mummerhood, and this is going to vary based on your personal situation and your children and all of that, what I invite you to do is to look at, again, that desire, what you're choosing, what you're desiring, what you're wanting, and then what support needs to be in place to have that happen. And then play with systems and structures, right? So for example, for me, I played for quite a while because I found that I was really organized in my business, right? And I have really clear, like I have times and days of the week where I work in and on my business based on the support that I've set up with my mum. Like I said, I actually have less support now. And instead of being like, oh, and and having and feeling like frantic, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What gets to be shuffled in my calendar? How does this actually get to look? And then how do I still get to plug into my business on the days that I don't have support around my daughter? But what I was finding is like within business, I was like, oh, I'm structured. Like I use my Google calendar. I use Notion, which is a project management tool. And I use that to like plan out my months, my quarters, my weeks, my days. I was like, I'm good in business. But what I was finding is then the life stuff was getting a lot. (laughs) You know, things like remembering to clean the house or put the bins out or do the washing or appointments for Ivy or things to book or things to order. And I was just like, it was filling up my brain. And I have a rule of giving everything a home because if it's in our brain, it's taking up space, right? If it's in our brain, it's actually taking up space. It needs to have a home outside of our brain we need to free up that space for ourselves. So what I decided was like, okay, what system or structure can I put in place to actually be my brain for my personal life outside of my head? And what that looked like is I had a paper planner, a weekly paper planner, and it lives on my fridge. And that's where I plan out my personal life. It's got a section to like add anything that doesn't fit anywhere, like notes and things like that. Like remember to order long sleeve singlet tops or whatever it is, because, oh my God, the amount of things we have to remember as a mum. And what I found is that works really well for me because I know when I'm downstairs or like when I'm in the kitchen or I say downstairs because it used to be downstairs at my old house, but when I'm in the kitchen, I'm in life mode, I'm in mum mode. So it makes sense that that's on the fridge. And then of course, when I'm in business, I'm near my laptop. So it makes sense that my planning for that is there. So I'm just sharing that from the space of like, for a while, I struggled to be like, how do I manage and organize both? And it took me just exploring what would work. I tried like a book planner and all these things. I was like, this is just not working. So I invite you to look at again, what do you desire? What are you choosing? What are you devoted to? And then what do you actually need to thrive and what do you actually need to be supported and what actually needs to be set up so you're able to have that and then go create it. 
be willing to be in the creation of it, in the exploration of it, in the discovery of like, how can this happen? And look at what can be put in place to support you to have that because you actually get to thrive in all of it. I genuinely wholeheartedly believe that. And it's like from that space, we just start to see what's needed in each moment. It's like that becomes the pillar for everything else. All right, lady, we're going to close this episode off here. I would love to know what you heard for yourself, what landed, any contemplations, anything you feel called to share. Come send me a message over on Instagram at lauren.darlington. And if you are a mama in business who's desiring to thrive in both, then send me a message about potentially working together and we can see what magic gets to be woven because honestly, there's just so much magic that opens up when we're willing to really choose to be a woman who gets to thrive in it all, you know? All right, loves, I'll speak to you in the next episode.